Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Flowcast, where Pastor Shane, the Flow Church staff, and other guests discuss topics that are relevant to our world. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. So, um, and now here's, now, first of all, there's two things that's going to happen the moment people start uh, hearing this or watching this. Some folks are going to be angry with us because it has been a solid minute since we've done a podcast. So everybody's going to be like, where has this been? Because uh-huh. we were, we, because the rules of podcasting and putting content out are you're supposed to regular. We were trying mm-hmm. for one a week. And of course, I was laughing. We didn't follow the rules with planting the church. Uh, we yeah. did all that. Yeah. <laughs> we did all of that backwards, too. So everybody that knows it's been months since we've had a podcast, you're just going to have to forgive me on that. But, um, and another thing, you were on our list of, of guests, the first list that mm-hmm. we made, and we've actually tried two or three times, and this right. is hilarious because um, we have some similarities. Uh, you and your tell me your husband's name again. Jay Cantrell. Jay, okay, and, and of course, uh, you and your husband and me and my wife, uh, we have a similar testimony. We'll mm-hmm. get into that here in just a little bit, but there's also a similarity in that you guys like to travel. We do like to travel. We're <laughs> so, empty nesters now, and the first time you contacted me, we were on a road trip, right? and then when you contacted me a, a week or two ago, I was like, well, we're on a road trip again. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, and, and I, Misty was with me. She was in the other room, when, and I was like, "Hey," because I told her, I said, "Hey, you know this this Roe v. Wade stuff's coming up, and we'll right. get into that in just a minute." Um, but you, you're Angie Cantrell. You're the director of Save a Life. Yes, is that your title, director? Director, yes. Okay. And uh, so you know, and we've uh, brought our youth group out a mm-hmm. year ago, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. Um, but we had you on a list of people that we wanted to be a guest, and. Um, and when we met that day with the youth group, that was great because, yes. you know, Misty was there uh, and and we were saying when we left and we got a lot of similarities, you know, mm-hmm. had kids young and of course mm-hmm. there's a whole talk there. I think there. our kids are similar ages, right? We've uh, got, we're, we are right now, uh, birthdays are about to start this summer, but 2018 and 16 is where we are. And we have uh, almost 27 and 22 year old daughters. So our kids are just a little bit older than yours, but very close so, in seasons. All right. So here's here is the thing. Now now we have one that just got engaged and is going to okay. get married in less than a year. That's the twenty year old. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh man, and we love him. He's great. Uh-huh. And if he watches this, we don't love him too much. Yes. You got to toe the line. <laughs> no, nah, he's fantastic. He and his best friend is my son. So that, you mm-hmm. know he's just part of the family. And then the son, he's the eighteen year old. He graduates high school in what? If, Thursday. Is it next week? Is yeah. Is it not this Thursday? Is graduation this Thursday? Well, he goes to Southside. So oh, okay. I don't know what day. I, I know we got Asheville's a big shebang. this Thursday, yeah. Big shebang planned, you know. We, yeah. we, we, is it Friday? Okay. So, and then so college coming up for him. And then the 16-year-old, she'll be a junior in high uh-huh. school next year. Uh-huh. But, and I'm, I'm a planner, or I try to be, and I am seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Now, Misty, of course, is, and you're probably the same way, but Misty is like all into mm-hmm. these these first lasts. Yes. With the mm-hmm. kids, right? But I've told like, Misty, we're going to travel. We can fi- we can finally spend our money. I told the oldest one when we when we uh, when you get married, separate checks is what's coming. Uh-huh. No more no more sitting out at the restaurant and ordering whatever you want to because I'm paying. But so what's what's it like? What's empty nesting like? Oh, empty nest for us is great. Now I think a lot of people had a hard time when when their children were graduating from high school and you know just oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And I think for us because we started so young, we were seventeen. I was a junior in high school. When we found out I was pregnant, he was a 17 and a senior in testimony. high school. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have been parents our whole adult yeah. lives. Right. And so for us, it's like 
is this what it's like? You know, <laughs> right. So many people, they get married and they have a couple of years before they have kids and they get to enjoy that season yeah. of traveling and doing things and have that extra money before you have kids. <laughs> we never experienced that. I so know. for us, we love our kids. We loved raising our girls. Um, we love the season. We, we call it chapters. We're just in a great chapter of life. Um, our oldest is married and has a three-year-old who – um, we're Gigi and Pop, and he is the love of our life. For sure. I can't wait for those days and myself. So that's fantastic. And then our youngest daughter, she's 22. She just graduated from UAB, but she's getting ready to start a master's program preparing for medical school, and she's working at Come UAB um, in the OR and uh, just doing what she's loving. And it's so exciting to watch your kids actually get to do what they have wanted to do. Our oldest daughter loves health and fitness and eating healthy. She's about to hopefully become the manager of the vitamin shop in Trustful. So she's doing what she loves, and we love – getting to watch our kids do what they love and we have the freedom to do what we love yeah. so it's it's a great chapter so let me ask you if you guys have experienced this because i mm-hmm. certainly know i misty and i have 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 experienced mm-hmm. this so now did you guys did you get married before you had your we did okay yeah, so we, did we found out in october that we were pregnant we were engaged in december married yep. in february um our daughter was born in may four days before my husband graduated from high school and four days before i had senior portraits wow yeah so it was all all boom boom boom. Yeah, we we um, married in July and had Madeline in November. Mm-hmm. So there was no time. Mm-hmm. It was all spent, you know, yes. house. I mean, that, that was you know just a a landslide of decisions that had you know I, I yes. had no job. I mean, it mm-hmm. was. But here's what's funny, and and I want to see if you guys have experienced this. You know, and there's so many other people, and it's not to say that there's a right way, wrong way, and it's just whatever. Right. As long as you're serving God and surrendered, have you surrendered your life to Him? Well, then He He makes all the things fit. But what's so funny is, and it wasn't funny then, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, y'all can, but you know, you're terrified. You think, and you guys are a little bit younger than we were. Um, you know, you, you every society is telling you that this was entirely too young. Yes. And you know, and you're so you, you've got all this catch up you've got to play, and and yes. you're 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 behind, and you got to grow up so fast. And you think it's this curse. I mean, in a way, even when you mm-hmm. accept the whole fact of okay, this is this is going to be the end. Of, you know, and you know the child is not a curse, but right. you think life has sort of you know not. It's the best thing that ever could have possibly happened, mm-hmm. right? It's like I see people who have have done the opposite. You know, and they lived because I was such a selfish teenager and having something come along and just pop you and say, OK, you can no longer right. live that way. And now it's got to be about other people. I've told people often when I heard Madeline cry for the very first time, it's like I took my first breath ever in life, wow. you know, yeah. and really. And I'm not trying yeah. to be, you know, fantastic or anything like that. But it was just like, oh, so this is how you're supposed to live life. Mm-hmm. And so many other people, you know, they do the whole, you know, graduate high school, go to college. And not there's there's no again, don't anybody twist my words here, uh, you know, but then they go experience all these things. And it's like the final thing is, well, now let me try having a baby. And I tell people all the time, a lot of people are not having children. They're having baby dolls. Right. You know what I'm saying by that? Like they're having the kid for them. Mm hmm. And I, I hurt for the parent and especially for the child because I think that's not why you're supposed to do, no. that's not how this works you know and so I can't imagine what people thought when Misty and I were 19 20 you know in the early 20 having you know having having babies 
and especially you know Madeline the first one uh, in in the the way the timing and everything went. But you talk about a blessing. It taught us so much about mm-hmm. the way life is actually supposed to be lived. And then it's totally awesome, uh, you know, empty nest right. being just a few years away. It's like it is we've got a blast absolutely. to have. Now, I always tell people if I could go back in time, of course, absolutely, without a doubt, no question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have postponed right. having children and not been a mom at 17, 18 years old and – you know, trying to finish high school with a baby and trying to go to college with a baby. Like, I, I hate that I missed out on some of those things. Sure, but I would course. never go back and change my decision. Once we found out we were pregnant, n- no regrets on having her. But if I could go back and do that later, be more, be older, more mature, more financially stable, because we struggled financially, yeah, all of those things. Mm-hmm. But looking at our friends now, like we have friends that I graduated high school with who have kids in middle school. And it's like, yeah, yeah we're um, we're done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, right, yeah. And so we we did the hard work, you know, twenty years ago, twenty seven right. years ago, um, and now we're getting to enjoy those benefits of all of that hard work and labor. Then, um, where we're watching our friends now going through those struggles, and I think everybody's on their on a different journey. God has hundred percent. You know, I, I I don't necessarily believe that God intended for us to get pregnant at seventeen. But I do know that he works all things and for the good. And use anything, yeah. And that he has worked it out. That's why I do what I do. Now, we had incredible support from our family, Same. from our friends, from our church. My pastor is still my pastor. He was my pastor 30 years ago. Praise Rodney Davis God at the Church that. of Bradford Road. people listening? And, Come on. Um, you know, they incredibly supported us in a way that I didn't even realize how important it was until later on. And so that's why I'm so passionate to show that love and support because we were shown love and support. There and wasn't I, a big shame game. No, now I felt absolute. I felt shame and guilt mm-hmm. and those things, but it wasn't anything that anyone placed on me. It was because I wanted to have the persona of a good girl. Gotcha. And I felt like sure, I, had, sure. I had let that down. Right. You know, I had uh, dropped the ball there and did not live up to what I wanted to live up in front of other people. Mm-hmm. But no one ever made me feel ashamed for what had happened. Praise God or for no one pressured us to have an abortion. No one, none of that. You know, there was mm-hmm. it was all um, support and love. And so I'm a believer that it's that love and support that allowed us to be successful. Because oh, yeah. we've been married for 27 years. Um, and, you know, we've not been perfect. Life's been a roller coaster. Nobody is. Right? But, you know, I believe our lives have been blessed because of the support that that we have had and we both grew up in church we both grew up with that that foundation Mm -hmm. of our christian faith and we we've walked that journey well that says you've got great family and i don't Mm -hmm. even know where you go to church but you got a great Mm -hmm. church Mm -hmm. church at bradford road yeah okay okay oh yeah yeah. okay there you go yeah yeah we we know of each other we Mm -hmm. we haven't spoken in in a minute um Mm -hmm. well that says it all Mm mm-hmm that says it all. Yeah, I love the church at Bradford Road. I know some mm-hmm. people who go there, and, and uh, huge, and now even more so. Because mm-hmm. that's it. Let me tell you this horror story that happened to us. Now, I'm not going to say the guy's name. Some people will know maybe if they've got a good memory. This is mm-hmm. you know over 20 years ago. But uh, you know, we felt that you know a little bit. And I, I grew up in uh, you know a classic fundamental Pentecostal church where mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of sprang forth out of the real holiness movement mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw air quotes around holiness where it was really all about the look you know it, it, it the real strict rules you know and it's it ended up being slanted more towards 
conforming to a certain form mm-hmm. than a condition of the heart. Right. You know, but but still, still very good. But we, um, you know, we had, you know made the decision you know not to have an abortion because that is our mm-hmm. i don't know if we shared that part with you we misty and i visited an abortion clinic five different times oh wow or no, attempted to yeah yeah um and i'll share that part in, in just a second but uh yeah five different times went to an abortion clinic something happened each time to stop us wow um one time actually made it inside um she couldn't find her driver's license. Missy didn't have her driver's license. Dug all through her purse and everything. It's not there. They say, sorry, you know, you can't go through with this. I don't think we would have done it anyway. I know we wouldn't have done it anyway, but, you know, leave. Next day, her driver's license is right there. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not claiming it, you know, but I'm just saying what happened. I, I believe God blinds us to for things sure. in the moment. That oh, for sure. We, we don't see. So. For sure. Um, next time got lost. And I may have the order of these things uh, right. out, but got lost to a place we'd been before. Yeah. The time that is probably the most interesting is we get pulled over. Um, police officer comes to the car. Doesn't say I wasn't speeding. Hmm. I don't know. what He didn't even say why he pulled me over. Right. Just pulls me over. Says license. And I just, I mean, you know, I'm young. I don't, I don't think to ask, hey, why don't you pull me over? takes my license and he goes back to his car and stays there for 30 i'm no joke 20 or 30 minutes our car i left it running it was was about to over this was summertime it started about to overheat and literally just walks back to the car and says be careful hands me the license no explanation no warning no ticket Hmm. no anything we missed the appointment right another time this is back in the days when you people still used alarm clocks now we just use our phones Neither alarm clock went off. We were living in you know separate places. Neither and so the last time we actually finally made it in, made it inside. One other time we'd made it to the front, but actually inside checked in, go to the waiting room, and I can still see the faces of everybody that was there. I mean, this right. is tattooed on my memory. Uh, and and we heard five babies be aborted. Wow. And uh, that that haunts me. Mm-hmm. I can st- if I close my eyes and just think I can hear it, and it what haunted me the most was, and I don't mean to get this heavy this quick, but what what haunted me the most is how I remember telling Misty, leaning over and whispering this to her. It was like people were going to the dentist. It was like a dentist office visit for some right. people, or you know, like they were doing something mundane. Mm-hmm. People taking calls, having conversation. You know, and they go back and, you know, a short amount of time they come walking out, you know, like it's just no big deal. Like nothing had happened. Like like nothing's happened. There's a dad there with his teenage daughter and he's clearly, you know, he's in a suit, but he's taking his jacket off. He's rolled his sleeves up and he's scratching his head and he seems all frustrated and he keeps taking calls from the office and his daughter and the boyfriend are sitting there, clearly the daughter and the boyfriend. And she hands him the paperwork that she's had to fill out for him to sign. And I remember him taking it and going, great, you drink and smoke too? What else do I not know? And in the office, oh, I'm trying to get this stuff done. I'll, I'll, I'll be back, you know. And I'm just sitting there thinking, we are playing with life. Right. And so this is what we did. And this is absolutely, this is not right, but this is what we did. I leaned over to Missy and I said, let's go. I can't do this. And she says, I can't do it either. 
I knew I couldn't do it. And so we stand up and I curse everybody out in the room. <laughs> I know that's not so not, you know, that right. was just how it came out. I just, I just lied into everybody. I mean, I just lied. I light the whole room up. And I tell them that this is murder and that, you know, and we walk out and we go to Shoney's. Uh, are there even still Shoney's restaurants around? Uh. Anyone? There are still Shoney's. And we had a, uh, we ate and had a hot fudge cake and knew right then and there, all right, this, this option is behind us. Wow. Never do this again. And, uh, and then, and the rest is history. And uh, what was funny is when when Madeline put together, she was about 12, mm-hmm. real young, real sharp, when she put together when our anniversary is and where her birthday is. And um, we were sitting in a restaurant, and she said, so wait a minute, y'all got married in July, and I'm born in a – oh. <laughs> she kind of looked just like her little mind was letting us know, you know, okay, I, that, that's okay. And then as she got old enough, uh, you know, to, to hear the whole story, we told right. her. Same with us. I think our daughter was probably around 10 when she said, were you pregnant? Yeah, I said 12. Mama was probably younger than that. Or were you still in high school when you were pregnant with right. me? And we were like, yes, yeah. yes, we were. Yeah. And then over the years, we, of course, talked more about that, like you said. And for us, um, you know, I always said, well, we never we never thought about abortion. Right. Good and for, you. for years, Praise God you know, that. I kind of carried this badge of, well, we never thought about abortion. Okay. Um, but what I realized years down the road is immediately, like we took a pregnancy test on a Saturday night mm-hmm. and Sunday morning, uh, sorry, Sunday afternoon, there was a meeting with our pastor Rodney and both of our parents and us. And uh, hit, my husband's parents actually called that meeting when they found out uh, about the pregnancy test. And... Um, and there was this moment of, okay, we're having a baby. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? So we, within less than 24 hours, our parents knew, our pastor knew, um, and there was no reason for us to consider an abortion. But I look back and I think, okay, I was 17. I mm-hmm. was a junior in high school. I had incredible support. Let's let's take away a supportive yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Let's take away supportive parents, yeah. supportive pastor, supportive friends and family. Let's take that away. And then I'm a 17-year-old in high school who is horribly embarrassed that I'm pregnant. Yeah. I was a cheerleader, National Honor Society, active in my church. I don't know that I would not have made that decision. Even with, even with you know, a decent foundation mm-hmm. of, of morals mm-hmm. and character and spirituality, mm-hmm. Even with that in place, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're making this point, right? Um, you know, because same with us. I mean, I was, I was, you know, rebellious, and Misty had a, you know, a rebellious season in her life, but also raised in church. Mm-hmm. Um, if you asked us, you know, any time before mm-hmm. finding out we were pregnant, mm-hmm. oh yeah, abortion's murder, exactly. You know that that that's a. But then when you are faced with that situation, and I don't want to <laughs> preach or rant on, I might rant a little bit on a podcast but this is why you know i wanted to hear your perspective and Mm -hmm. i want to ask you some pointed questions about because obviously this roe v wade thing Mm -hmm. is back in the news and and it it looks like you know possibly moving in the right direction not when we both before we got on mic we were talking about you know we don't know all the ins and outs of all this apparently there was a a, a, an opinion article Mm -hmm. a draft of some sort you know that's been leaked and of course who knows what's up with that um but that there might be a, at least federally, at least nationwide, overturn that mm-hmm. that law. 
my concern, I'm not going to say fear, because that's not the right word, but my concern and what I feel like my stewardship as a leader, and by the way, I want to shout out Rodney again, Pastor mm-hmm. Rodney, if he if he watches this, mm-hmm. uh, this, I'm knowing what it feels like, knowing what it feels mm-hmm. like, um, to know that, that mm-hmm. 20, within 24 hours, well done to mm-hmm. your parents, everybody, well done. Um, that's how you do it. And I hope the church is listening. But my concern is that we think all we have to do is be with the right political party mm-hmm. or make sure our vote, which is a one push of a button or check of a box, it's just one moment in time, mm-hmm. you make your vote and then that's it. And that the church thinks that that's the all right. the only goal is just this thing in a vacuum. It's just this one little moment in time of let's make abortion illegal and then job done. Right. No. No. Mm-mm. Now, I'm a believer that, that that it's a twofold, that the laws matter. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, of course 100% they do. Yes. Um, believe that the politics and the law, those things matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to something um, this morning or earlier this week that was talking about if something is legal, then as – Americans, we think it's okay because right. it's legal, you right. know. And so, having things legal, it, it matters. It matters what the law allows, but what really matters is the heart, you yeah. know. And um, for us, I can just going back a little bit. Um, I desperately did not want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. There was never a moment in those early days that I said, "Yes, thank God, we're having a baby." Right yeah. I, now. We love our daughter tremendously. Sure. But there was not a moment, there was not excitement over this pregnancy. We right. were devastated. We mm-hmm. felt like our world had been turned upside down. We were like, okay, we're going to do this, but how are we going to do this? And right. just all of those emotions. I desperately did not want to be pregnant, but also knew I could not have an abortion and thankfully had that support. So I understand that young girl looking at that pregnancy test or that young couple mm-hmm. saying, we don't want to do this because I was there. Right. And so I completely relate to that. So I, I understand why you and Misty went to the abortion clinic. Right. I understand that. Right. Um, thankfully, that was not something that was necessary for us because of the immediate support. Right. But I understand. And so that's why we're there to love on and to support these young women, hopefully, and young men before they take those steps. But And so there's the legal side of things that, yes, we hope and pray, and we feel like it will be a huge victory. Um, yeah, worth we'll, celebrating. We'll go into yeah. more in details of, of what that really looks like um, because it's not going to ban abortion across the nation. We'll go into that a little bit more in mm-hmm. detail. But we believe that will be a huge victory. But the work is one-on-one with these young couples who are facing this unplanned pregnancy and letting them know that there is hope and support for mm-hmm. them, you know. How many, um, and I don't know if you can speak to you, mm-hmm. how, how many at your office at Save a Life in Springville, how many uh, young ladies do you see in a year, month, week, whatever? Um, client visits, we have somewhere around 400 client visits. Now, those aren't individual women. Those are the number of times that they're coming into our office. I think we're seeing somewhere around 70 individual couples throughout the year um but we have about 400 visits a lot of them are coming in for parenting classes they come in for the pregnancy test and we can do an ultrasound with them Um, but then a lot of times they're coming back week after week for those parenting classes 
where we're mentoring them, helping them prepare for parenthood, teaching them about pregnancy, and also providing the baby and maternity items that they need. So that's yeah. a lot of what we're doing. Can we talk about, I want to talk about your office. Because yes. um, in 2021, we deemed the month of June mm-hmm. uh, here at Flow Church Youth Invasion Month. And the goal was just mm-hmm. to take the whole month and just have all these different activities. But we wanted to have a serve day. Mm-hmm. And we've got June is coming up for 2022 and they're planning the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, putting all those dates, you know, in, in place. And we were talking about it. And, I, you know, well, last year of, you know, where do we go? What we want to do. And so we contacted your office. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we've been in touch with your office for I want to do more. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. as soon as this drops on all of our social media platforms, um, I want us to do another, or we'll talk before you leave, yeah. another baby shower like oh, yeah, we that'd did. Be great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had been in contact with your office before, and I, but I've told people, don't just you know think about a vote and not even know that there's a Save a Life office in Springville. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's be connected here. Let's know you know know what's going on this with this. But um, well, you know, we called and you graciously allowed the youth group to come down and. Um, and they cleaned everything, mm-hmm. and everything was was spotless when we walked in the door. You Thank know, you anyway, try. yeah, of course it was. Um, it, it was mainly for them to just do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the part that was great was you gathered the whole group up, you know, at the beginning and at the end, and talked to them mm-hmm. and told them some things. And and then and then as we were work, or, you know, as the work was going on, just in di- in every different room, we'd walk in there and you'd kind of give a little bit of mm-hmm. a tour. So impressed with the office, Thank you. and and to to go back, well, you know, one of the I love the fact that you and your husband, then boyfriend, immediately told family and mm-hmm. pastor and the support. Misty and I did not do that. Mm-hmm. For the record, I want everybody to be clear on that. We had a support system, we just didn't activate it. Mm-hmm. We we kept this secret in, and that's what presented that time mm-hmm. of. You know, making us think, believe the lie that there's a decision. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a decision. It's life. God's made that decision, mm-hmm. and life is on the way. And so, yeah. just prepare. But you're very right in that. You know, knowing, not just letting that narrative that's in your mind be twisted by the enemy. Mm-hmm. Life is over, and this ruins everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the case. There's support system, and so, you know, at your office, you know, you guys have the ability to do ultrasounds there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be completely confidential to start it is with. It is everything's 100. Everything is yeah. confidential, regardless of the situation, regardless of how long you come to us, regardless of the service that you get. Everything is confidential. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got a room uh, there full of baby clothes. It's our baby boutique. Right. You just mm-hmm. tell us, walk us through the office right. just and virtually, so, real quick. You know, we've got our reception area when you first come in, and our receptionist is there um, to greet. And we we put a lot of effort in making sure that that is a welcoming space when they walk in the door. Right. They're greeted with a smile. Hey, how are you? How can we help you? Um, and then we're going to sit down with them if we're doing a pregnancy test. The first thing that we're going to do is, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you're going through. Tell us about your support. Tell us um, what are you feeling? What what direction are you leaning? Are your parents or your boyfriend or friends? What are, what are they encouraging you to mm-hmm. do to get really get a feel for where are they and really reassuring them? This is a non judgmental place. We are not going to judge you for wanting to have an yeah. abortion. Or they're not going to tell you the truth, right? You know, they're not and, be real and with we you. we want them to know this is a safe place that you can be open and honest with us. It is confidential. We are not going to judge you for anything that you share with us here today because I've been in many of the situations that yeah. they've been in, and I completely understand what they're going through. And I can tell them, hey, 
I may not have chosen an abortion, mm -hmm. but I can tell you I didn't want to be pregnant. Right. You know, I may not have walked out that journey, but I can tell you it was hard for us. But I can also tell you God worked all things out for the good. Yeah. And so we can be real and honest with them that, hey, we're not going to sugarcoat this. We're not going to tell you it's going to be easy. We're right. not going to tell you, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be an easy journey. We're going to be real with them and tell mm -hmm. them, hey, this is going to be hard. But let me tell you the blessings and the benefits that come from choosing life. Um, and then we're going to also be honest and tell them, hey, these are the these are the consequences of choosing an abortion. And we're going to talk to them about what really happens with an abortion. We're going to talk to them about the emotional side that comes from having an abortion. Right. And so we're going to be real with them. But it is truly a place where they can sit down and weigh out their options, um, get information, find out about the resources. Because a lot of times they don't know the resources that are available to them. They don't realize Medicaid will 100% pay for the medical fees. Right. They don't have to yeah. worry about that. They don't know that there's WIC that will pay for the formula. Mm -hmm. They may not know um, about our baby boutique and the parenting classes that we offer. We can basically give them almost everything they need to, to take get care started. of a baby. Yeah, yeah um, to get we the can give them going. a free car seat. We've got diapers and wipes. We've got baby clothes, blankets. We get things like bassinets and strollers. So for the most part, they don't have to worry about the medical, the formula, what they don't know, um, and then also the baby stuff. So mm -hmm. we're there to supply them with all of those things or at least point them in the right direction for the resources. Because sometimes they're walking in the door just saying, I don't know what to do. Right. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And we're able to say, hey, don't you don't have to worry about those things. Let us tell you about what's available to you. And there's other resources. There's Kid One Transportation that will take them to their doctor's appointment absolutely for free. And there's other resources as well. Wow. And so then we can say, hey, and we can offer you a free ultrasound. You can actually see your baby on ultrasound. Bring the boyfriend with you. Bring your parents with you. Let's see that baby on ultrasound. They can see that heartbeat yeah. um, and see that baby on that ultrasound. Again, the parenting classes to teach them what they need to know and the baby boutique to give them the things that they need. At, um, at the abortion clinic, mm -hmm. um, when we went, they – I'd have to – I'm mm -hmm. sure Misty remembers this in vivid detail, but um, they either did in that, that first visit or where the one where I think it was the one where she, the driver's license issue, they were either going to do an ultrasound mm -hmm. or they did, but there was a big deal made. You don't get to see anything. Right. They turned the screen away. Yeah. Because they don't want you to see because they know, they know if you see that ultrasound, it will change your mind because right. statistics show I believe it's 80% of women considering an abortion, 80%, 8 out of 10, when they see that ultrasound, they will change their mind. So they know they're going to lose 8 out of 10 of those women who see that, that ultrasound. Wow. And that is why we offer ultrasound, because we sure. know 80% of those women are going to change and their mind. And I love mind. what you said. Is, you know, no, no reason to sugarcoat. Mm -mm. This is going to be tough. And 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 also talk about if you do choose an abortion, here's how that's going to look. Mm -hmm. But what I was struck by, and sometimes I, you know, I I, I want to make sure the church understands this. There's a cat. There is a chasm mm -hmm. between condoning someone's sin mm -hmm. and giving them grace, mercy, and love. Absolutely, there, those things are not close. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a chasm between the two things. Mm -hmm. um, and what I was struck by is because I just remember those feelings 
uh, you know, and especially if you already have any kind of center of morality and mm-hmm. the Bible is your God and a relationship with God is, is the thing that's driving your life, um, was that it, it was not your office was not this gloomy place Mm-mm. where it was where it's about trying to talk them out of getting an abortion. Mm-mm. It's more about encouraging them to choose life. Absolutely. You know, and so you, you of course talk about, you know, here's the realities of an abortion. And I'm sure just statistics would just say probably over enough time i'm mm-hmm. sure there's been someone who's come to your office and probably still gone and had an abortion yes. but the goal is not let's scare you into mm-hmm. or let's judge you or shame you or criticize mm-hmm. you into not mm-hmm. doing that the goal here is not just to not get an abortion the goal is to choose life and that's a pivotal moment and i, I think you know I, I, i'm a i don't want to say i'm afraid but i don't want the church to think our that we've just got to shout at the evil of abortion Mm -mm. that's not going to work that's not going to work if we can show these options Mm -hmm. and 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 having the child itself is enough of a thing i mean the the scripture tells us Mm -hmm. this to drive that person to seek if they haven't been living you know with christ at the center of their life that was certainly the case with me my first child was a huge tool mm-hmm. in driving me towards giving my life over to something mm-hmm. much better than myself, mm-hmm. than selfishness. Right. And um, having those resources is everything mm-hmm. and the church not uh, condemning. But again, huge chasm between mm-hmm. condoning and condemning. Huge, well, you know. And, and, you know, I go back to, and this is what I tell my volunteers when they first start volunteering with us, and I stress this over and over what did Jesus do with the woman caught in adultery? Yeah. What did Jesus do with the woman at the well? Yeah. You know, example after example, what did Jesus do? Yeah. And I think that's that's our example. That's the what where we come from. Jesus could have said, "You sinner." Yeah, for sure. You you are doomed to hell. Mm-hmm. He could have pointed his finger and said, "You know what? You deserve it. Yeah. You sinned, you knew the law, you deserve it." But that's not the example that Jesus gave us. Jesus gave us the example of hope and love and grace and mercy. Yeah. Is sin sin? Yes, sin is Absolutely. sin. Absolutely. But there is grace and hope and mercy right. even in those sins. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is forgiveness. And that that's the message that we're always pushing is no matter what you've done, Jesus' arms are wide open, just yeah. waiting for you to run to the Father. Yeah. You know, His love and grace and mercy are there. Yes, you have messed up, but God still loves you. And let's let's turn from that, make better decisions, but God loves you, mm-hmm. and God is here to give you hope. You know, we use verses all the time. We are, we are a faith-based organization. Um, and so one of the things that we do is share the gospel, share God's love. I feel like our biggest calling is to be the hands and feet of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, without a doubt. And so one of our favorite verses is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know yeah. the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Yeah. God wants hope for you. God wants good for you. And I think a lot of times people are walking in that sin and they think God has given up on me. God is done with me, you know, and we're trying to encourage them. Yes, you have messed up. You've made a mistake. You have sin, mm-hmm. but God's love is there for you and he wants what's good for you. You know, if this um, okay, so let's say, and I know neither one of us claim to be an expert on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say Supreme Court overturns mm-hmm. this federally, mm-hmm. 
this is how I see it. Correct me if I'm wrong. So then it's going to be a state's issue. That's a, absolutely. So what we're going to end up having right. is 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 pro-choice states, pro-life states. Absolutely. So then the thing is going to be people will just travel to a state mm-hmm. where this is, where, where abortion is, is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe, you know, then maybe from there, the next step would be just an outright, you know, ban, you mm-hmm. know, countrywide. What does the church, what, what, answer this for me if you can. Mm-hmm. What do church people who may have not even thought it through, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've, for the past two weeks, I've preached out of Hebrews 10, you know, find Hebrews 10, 25, uh, right after it says, you know, forsake not the assembly of ourselves. We love that part of the verse. Mm-hmm. Read the next part of the verse. Find ways to motivate one another to good works mm-hmm. and encourage or exhort one another all the more as you see the last mm-hmm. days approaching. Mm-hmm. And so I've told our church here, you've got to think about it. You mm-hmm. have to stop and take an inventory and not just be an echo chamber of all the political hot points that are out there right now. Right. Um, but stop and think, okay, what do I need to do? And and Misty and I, the moment that we heard this news, mm-hmm. You know, I said, okay, here's here's just immediately what I see real quick. Number one, there's some folks right now who adoption is not on their radar that it needs to get on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, if you're not up for adoption, now I will now to let people know I'm you know I'm not just I've raised three kids I don't want to adopt <laughs> if, if God speaks okay right. but I'll go kind of kicking and screaming a little bit you know uh, I'm not a ra- I don't think you know we don't have to be radical right. but just if the whole church thinks. Um, so, okay. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to adopt. Right. I can help because, somebody who would. Because there are hundreds of okay. thousands okay. Yeah. Of, of families who Want are to. waiting in line right. to adopt. So we hear that all the time. Oh, if you're pro-life, then why don't you go adopt all the children? Well, I'm the same, but we started this whole conversation yeah, yeah. out with <laughs> how much we love being empty nesters. For sure. Um, And so it's not on my heart to adopt either. Same. But. There are hundreds of thousands of families who literally are waiting for a baby to adopt. So there's not an issue. There is okay, not so you're an issue. Me, I didn't realize that it was that hundred. Wow. There is not an issue with needing people to adopt. We actually need more babies to adopt. We actually one of one of the things, and I don't fully understand the process. Mm-hmm. I don't. And if you're a lawyer and you do adoption, please don't hate me. But I don't understand why is it so difficult to and expensive to adopt a child? Why is it easier to adopt to abort Mm -hmm. a child? You walk in, you give them money, you terminate that life. Why does it take months and months and months and months to have a child placed in your home for that's adoption. a great question for and so and again if you're an attorney and you're listening i would love to hear more about yeah. that but i would love to see some changes there um but you're right it this is this law the supreme court it is not going to completely make abortion illegal across the nation right. it's going to go back to the states thankfully alabama is a pro-life state we actually have a law um, on the books, and I, I don't remember the full details because I think it, it came across in 2019, um, and I don't remember now what those exact 
ramifications were, but basically it would ban abortion at least, if not fully, up until a certain age. I forget exactly. Um, but that's still tied up in courts. So it has not become effective because it's still tied up in courts. So those kind of things will happen as well, that there's going to be still smaller court battles. It may not be federal court battles, but there's going to be state court battles on some things. Um, so churches would need to help prospective parents who want to adopt. Mm-hmm. Like, how, okay, Google the how much it is to adopt. I mean, I think it can cost $20,000. I mean, I have I have some friends who have adopted, and they were doing every fundraiser they could come up with. Right. They were doing right. yard sales. Yeah, they were doing all kinds of different things. And I'm like, it should not be that hard right. to bring a fam- a child into a loving family. Yes, of course, do some background checks. Of course, sure, do some sure, home sure, checks. Sure. Of course, yeah. of course. But months and months and $20,000, that to me seems a bit much, but... Again, I don't know the, the whole process on it. Um, but I think as a church, we've done two things. I think the church in general, I'm not speaking of your church. I'm not speaking of my church. I'm not speaking of a specific church. Right. Yeah, capital but C. Capital C church. church, yeah. We've done two things over, over the decades of abortion. One, the Protestant church in general has ignored it a little bit. Say I that. believe I, I believe abortion became legal because the church was quiet. I believe the church sat back. Yeah, and yeah, the church I agree. Did not stand up and fight it to begin with. I don't think they fully realized the ramifications, how big this was going to be. I don't think they understood that over sixty million babies would be aborted in our nation. Yeah, and so they were quiet, or they stand in front of the clinic and they shout ugly things um, to the women going in to have an abortion. Those are, I think. Primarily, you are. I can't speak for all of the church. There are a lot of people like you and I who feel the same. Sure, but I believe the church has got to. Yes, you speak the truth, but you speak it in love. Um, You speak the truth about what abortion is, but you do it in love. You show grace and love and mercy, Um, and, and that goes with not only when a woman is choosing an abortion. Mm-hmm. But when a woman has already chosen abortion, we do post-abortion healing as well. So we're there to minister to that woman who already made that decision to have an abortion. And now she's dealing with the shame and regret. And I can't tell you how many women who have said, I could not speak about it at church because the only thing I ever heard was, I don't know how anyone could make that decision to have an abortion. I could never do that. And it left them in a position of, I can't talk about what I've done because there's shame and guilt in the church. Uh, now, truth and love. Absolutely. Do we believe abortion is taking the life of an innocent child? And are we passionate about that? Yes, we are extremely passionate about protecting yeah, life. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. But we've also got to love the woman. And we have got to be um, sensitive to where she is. That she's in a place now of hurt and regret and shame and she doesn't know what to do with it it's not something that she feels like she can talk about because nobody understands her and so you do you're doing a great you do a great job of of the way you deliver the Mm -hmm. the the whole message and that one statement that you say and people have to listen when they when they come and say they've had an abortion and they and you ask them about church and they say people at church said i don't know how someone could do that Mm -hmm. i could never I no. could never go. Okay, mm-hmm. hear what you've said. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone can do that. Well, there's your first problem. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to consider the heart and mind 
of anyone but yourself. Right. Maybe you should know how someone could do that. Mm-hmm. How they could do that is they are hurt, they are scared, they've been lied to, they don't see their worth in Christ, they don't have hope. You know, and I mean, I'm not, you know, again, yeah, it's very difficult. I recently had a conversation with someone who committed, I won't say what it was, who committed a heinous crime. I mean, heinous. Mm -hmm. And I asked questions. Mm -hmm. I asked that were that had hard answers, Mm -hmm. stuff that kept me up at night. But I was trying to figure out what led. Yes. Understanding. Understanding. And we should, you know, I just that just and you obviously I just say I lose my words trying to think about the fact that the church where we need to line up and shout Mm -hmm. and maybe outside the churches that have said those kind of unthought through thing and i know i get real passionate about it i'm really glad you're the one that god's got serving in that way because i'm just i would just want to drive to churches and go what look this is on you right it's not on them this is on you leader or supposed to be leader um let's go back to you talked about condoning versus great grace and mercy and i know that many times um, whether it's pastors, church leaders, church people, they feel like sometimes if I am supporting someone who had a teen pregnancy, right. okay. I'm condoning what they've right. done. I'm saying, you know what, what you did is not right. not a big deal. But that's not the truth at no. all. And I think we've got to get out of that mindset that there is a difference in condoning and showing that grace and mercy. We we are called as Christians to love on the sinner. We hate the sin, mm-hmm. but we love the sinner. Yeah. And so it is not our job to judge. Right. It is not our job to condemn. It is our job to be the hands and feet of Christ yeah. and to love them as Christ would and to be the light to shine them to Christ, not to shame and guilt them right. into feeling like they're worthless because does the Bible anywhere tell us that we're worthless? <laughs> that, that doesn't line up with the Word of God. No, it does not at all. The Word of God tells us we are loved, yeah. we are chosen, we are children. A message of the we King. do not deserve. Right, absolutely, and so that should be our message to other people. Well, and I tell people this: if you if you have been raised with a real religious slant, mm-hmm. and if you have you know, and if it has been more about the outward appearance than the mm-hmm. inward heart condition, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. I was sort of raised in that myself. Okay, so I'm I'm. I can right. understand your point of view. Okay, okay, I get that. But I want to tell them this. Let's just try this giving of, of, of Christ's grace to mm-hmm. people, and let's just see if it works. Mm-hmm. People say, well, it's going to lead to licentiousness. Okay, well, first of all, having a license to sin, the last time I checked, people didn't care whether or they already had it. They're already born with a license right. to sin if they want to. So that's, you people know. People don't ask for our permission they don't, to sin. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to ask. They don't care. And then furthermore, Let's just look and see if it works. Mm-hmm. Let's just look and see. And if and if I at any point, I know this is true at Bradford Road, and it's I pray and believe it's true here. If we don't have people who used to be alcoholics who are suddenly sober, if we don't have people who have you know given up drug use, if we don't have people, you know, um, we our two families were given grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. 
27 years, mm-hmm. right? Kids, mm-hmm. grandkids. We've got 21 years this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello. Here, right. here we are. You know, let the proof be in the pudding. L- right. Watch the thing play out. What works. Yeah. You what know, works. the proverb says a, a fool is only interested in airing his own opinions. Mm-hmm. You, you it, might be wrong. Is this a verse in the Bible or is it just something we like to say? Um, you get you get more uh, with honey. What is that? Um, okay, never mind. Just okay. Google it. No, Google it. I can't believe you just brought up honey. We have been preaching about honey the past uh-huh. two weeks. That's so funny. Everyone who sees this is going to go, ah, she just said honey. But, yeah. but there's a. it's either a verse or it's just something we that got, people we, say. Give I'm it a Google. I'm not sure now. Google but it, Google uh, it. you win more over with honey than you do yeah. with something else. But those harsh words. And I, I, I just believe that um, those harsh words, they're not going to turn anyone's heart. It's not. Yelling and screaming at someone what they've done wrong is not going to turn someone's heart. As a church, we have got to become a haven, a safe haven for people who have messed up because we're not a church full of people who've not already messed up. I think that's so interesting that. that we are people who have messed up. But then we only want people who have not messed up to be in the church. Say that. Or to receive God's grace and forgiveness. It's like, who am I? Um, you know, I have been forgiven much, yeah. you know. And so I, I just told think them. as a church, we've got to do better at not not condoning sin. I, not in any way am I saying, oh, just let people do what they want to do. No. Not at all. But love them and show them the truth and walk with them on their journey right. to help them make better choices. Romans says we've been made righteous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget the made part. Mm-hmm. And just think we're we are righteous. Yeah, we think we're a hospital full of healed, Mm-mm. well people. No, mm-hmm. you were made righteous, and that when we forget that, mm-hmm. that's when we did. You did you Google that? Did come up kind of. I don't care. We'll find it. We'll find it close. It may just be a southern saying. <laughs> well, it's good. That's what I was there, trying okay, to say. Okay, that's it. Okay. Kind words are like, yeah, I don't know if the mic picked that up, but kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and and healthy to the body. That's mm-hmm. it. I was on the right track. So you, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, that's like me. They make fun. I can't ever, I'll, I can quote a few, but I'll always say it. So it says this hey. somewhere. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Somebody Google that for me real quick. Yeah. Yeah. What do you need the church? Um, what are some needs right now? For us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it's volunteers. Uh, okay. We actually lost a good number of volunteers during COVID. Right. Not specific to COVID, just during COVID, crazy things happened. And uh, with our volunteers, we had one get breast cancer and has now moved away. And just some different things have happened, not just specific to COVID. But we're in the process of building back mm-hmm. our um, volunteer team. And so that's something that we, we need. Um, we're actually in pretty good shape when it comes to diapers and wipes. Uh, we've been very blessed um, over January with Sanctity of Life Month, and we had several churches do diaper and wipe drives. So we're in good shape with that for now, but check back with us in about six months. Okay, We might be ready for something like that. But we love having youth groups come out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they can do that service project right. uh, that is something good for them to do, but it also gives us that opportunity for them to come in the doors um, to see our office, to see, hey, this is a safe place. This is a happy place. This is a non-judgmental place. And for them to really understand what all we do, mm-hmm. because hopefully 
we always say, hopefully none of the teenagers are going to be coming here for a pregnancy test. But you and I right. both grew up in church. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that is the story so right. many times. Just because you go to church is not a guarantee you're not going to have a teen pregnancy. Right. It helps, absolutely. Sure. Um, but everyone has free will and still makes those decisions. So um, definitely bringing in groups to do things like that. But raising awareness, doing things like this, letting us talk about what we do, whether it's us coming and speaking on a Sunday morning, Wednesday night, or to a ladies' group, a absolutely. men's group. Just raising awareness because what we find is even though St. Clair County is a small county in a sense it's of course one of the fastest growing counties in the in the state mm-hmm. but there are still so many people who have no idea number one we exist no idea what we do and they definitely don't understand the full um the full spectrum of everything we do a lot of people think oh we just do a quick pregnancy test give them the results and pat them on the back and say good luck when that is so far from the truth of what right. we do so i think for people to understand because we have people all the time we'll set up at some type of an event um, and someone will say, oh, I, I'm, I don't need to know about what you what you do. Well, I'm not having any more kids. And I say, well, you may not need our services, right. but chances are you may know someone. You may have a niece. You may have a best friend's daughter. Right, yeah. You may have a coworker's daughter or son who's in this situation, and you need to know about what we do so that you can send them to us so that we can help minister to them. For sure. Well, count on us doing uh, mm-hmm. some things in the upcoming weeks because this just motivates me. I didn't know. I knew everything. I didn't know you guys did um, post-abortion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's amazing. And we do that um, usually twice a year. If we have women who are ready to go through, we do that in February, and that's a 12-week um, class. It's a closed small group that we do. We do that from February to about May, and then again from August to about November. Um, and it is closed as far as it is confidential. We don't mm-hmm. talk about who's coming through that class, um, but it is transformational. Uh, it is unbelievable to watch a woman from where she starts to where she is when she comes out of wow. that class because the yeah. shackles are removed. It's called forgiven and set free, um, and we really walk women through. And I say we. I don't facilitate that. We have we have volunteers who have walked that journey of choosing an abortion. They've walked the journey through the healing, and so they can sit with them and say, I know exactly what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's very powerful. I would say it's probably one of the most powerful things um, that we do um, because it is truly transformational for these women who are carrying that shame and guilt. So I definitely want to say if anyone who is listening to this, mm-hmm. whether you or someone you know, um, has had a past abortion and they're struggling emotionally, physically, spiritually, and maybe they can't quite put their fingers on why. Why does my life feel upside down? They may not be able to pinpoint it going back to that abortion. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you, if you've had an abortion, you need healing. A hundred percent. No doubt. Yeah. You need yeah, healing. Question. And so definitely. And in the, I know you may have listeners who are not in our area. Mm-hmm. There are pregnancy centers all across the nation that offer post-abortion healing. And there's other groups as well. So they can reach out to you or... Um, there's other groups such as Rachel's Vineyard and things like that that offers that post-abortion oh, yeah. healing. I'm glad we're they can that reach out, out to us directly, and right. we will try to connect them with wherever their local pregnancy center would be. But there's over 2,000 pregnancy centers across the nation, and we all basically do the same thing. may look a little bit different. Right. Um, but regardless of where you are, if you're needing assistance, whether with an unplanned pregnancy or post-abortion healing or whatever it may be, 
contact us and we can help direct you in the right direction. Throw your phone number out, the website and phone number. Uh, the website is yourpregnancyhelp.com. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 205-467-7322. And you can also go to optionline.org to find a center. You put in your zip code and you're going to find a pregnancy center all across the United States. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Please hit the subscribe button so that you will be notified the next time we post. And as always, we want you to have a great day.